0: podcast, the place where you get a heavy dose of positivity, sarcasm, knowledge, and ratchetness. So we are going into a special edition episode for my premiere day, April the 14th. And so this special episode is going to focus on sports. And when I talk about sports, I'm talking about basketball. And so tonight is the the last night um for the regular season for the nba and so after tonight we go ahead and we jump forward into the playoffs and basically this is where anything can happen and you know miracles happen uh dreams get crushed or whatever the case may be and so i just hope that you enjoy this episode because there again This is another way to get to know me, Um, like I will, what you'll probably learn in the the very first episode, the real premiere episode of OU Thought, Um, you'll learn that I am 100% in love with music and basketball. And so it is my pleasure and my complete joy to bring a conversation from a female's point of view for all the ladies out there holding it down that love sports and everything like, really, really love sports. And so, I hope you enjoyed the, the thoughts and the conversation that I am bringing to the table. And so, with that, officially, welcome to episode number two of OU Thought Podcast. And I am your host, Fallon. I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. And yes, I am a certified, crazy, Houston Rockets fan for life. There's no getting off this bandwagon, there's no room on this bandwagon, like we going full-fledged and I'm hoping that we meet Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, right? And so just before we start, kind of like on a petty note and then also just talking to my ladies out there that maybe you stumble across this episode or something so maybe you can take some notes and you know maybe try to you know impress your your boo or your bae or whatever the case may be but I don't think I'm gonna give you enough jewels in order to prepare for the the playoffs coming this weekend so maybe you want to coach yourself up for football because I think Unless you're just really like a go-getter and can just absorb a lot of information, you're not going to be able to press him, boo-boo. So, <laughs> with that, on a petty, funny note, like if you're trying to impress your man by this weekend, it's a no-go. Like just just say, yeah, we're going to get ready for football, baby, and, and work it like that. So, the, f- the first thing that I really want to talk about, and this is something that I've been wanting to talk about like all season, and I kind of touched on it in some of my practice episodes, I believe, or whatever. But it's the, it's the hot topic that's going on right now in the NBA. They even had like a, a recent meeting, I believe, in regards to this topic. And that topic is resting players. Now, if you watch sports, if you watch the NBA, you know this is not a new trend. It's just something that's becoming more common rather than new. And then there again, like, if you're into basketball, you know that Koch, um, Coach uh, Popovich really started this method for resting his players so they're ready for the um, the playoffs, right? And so he's been doing this for years where you might just show up to a game and the whole starting five might be sitting on the bench or one or two of the, the star players are sitting on the bench, right? And so this has become increasingly more popular As we go through the season because people are seeing like hey this work this works for um coach pop and look at all the the championships and accolades that the san antonio spurs have gotten due to this method and even if you're putting resting the players into the scenario you also have to understand the narrative that the spurs like they've had these talented teams so it's just not resting the players pushing them into the playoffs it's it's a two-fold thing like you really have talented players so that's why you want to rest them so they are ready for that with you know with that being said and then also since I am talking about the Spurs like I really don't like the Spurs at all and pretty much like over the years since I've been into basketball they really haven't been like a really like interesting team to watch in my opinion right and so um I will definitely say I have gotten more respect for the organization as far as uh, Coach Pop's uh, uh, point of view and opinions on you know things going on in the black community and in the world, and so I definitely, definitely respect him as a coach and and just a man that's aware of everything that's going on. So I think that's very important. But back to the topic at hand and resting players, and so. I've been low-key mad about this, I feel like, most of the season, right? Because I just feel like, let me just break it down to you like this. So I know that these guys, this is their job, right? They get paid all this money to play basketball, and I'm going to compare this to just like any other regular job, just like my job, right? I get PTO, I get sick time, vacation time, whatever the case may be, right? And so I get it, like sometimes you don't feel good. So you you take a sick day, right? That's fine. And then I also understand like you do have a regular life outside of basketball and sometimes things come up like family events or emergencies. So you miss a game, right? I get that, right? Now with you being in the NBA and also the pay grade, it comes with the understanding of your time is really blocked out. From whenever they start practicing until the regular season. And if you go to the playoffs, you could be working until June before you get some time off. And so my thing is this. Outside of the days that you're not playing or practicing, that's when you plan your other stuff, right? And then in the off season, this is where you plan your vacations and things like that. But there again, I get it. Life happens and sometimes... You need to go somewhere, right? So I'm not negating that these people are human just like me and things come up, right? So I'm trying to make sure I fully explain this so you don't tear me apart for my stance on resting players. I think this season, the first time I truly, truly, truly got upset about this process was when maybe a month ago, maybe a little bit longer than than a month ago uh they were promoting the golden state versus the san antonio san antonio spurs game right and i think the big thing about it was for me i think aldridge had just gone out right and so the narrative was we want to see how they're going to do without aldridge against the spurs right so we, we knew they were already down a man but we thought hey Possible that they're still gonna do good, right? And so we get to that Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And I'm a fantasy football and basketball player as far as like DraftKings or whatever. So I had my team set up, I was ready to go, right? And there was no notifications on the the players that I had picked or whatever. So I'm going through, I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be my day. I'm gonna get to the money, whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm gonna be able to quit my job on Tuesday. Like that's the, the narrative that I use when playing fantasy sports, right? Like I just need to hit it so I can just quit my job on Tuesday. And so the game comes on or maybe, no, let me go back. I feel like I got a notification like just maybe like a few minutes before the game that Golden State were sitting on um, their starters, and the same for the Spurs. And my thing is this: you want to rest your players. Like do it in good taste, right? Like don't rest your whole bench, or don't rest your whole. I mean, don't rest your whole starting five when you know that the Spurs are gonna rest their starting five, and just be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like this game was syndicated on ABC so this was like a major game and they both decided to sit their starting players so I just thought that was in poor taste and so that was like the final straw for me as far as resting players because I'm just like why why don't you just want to come to work that day all five of y'all on both squads like what about the people that paid all this money to come see their favorite player or they had to fix their personal schedule and spend the money and the time to come see y'all and none of y'all played and so i guess that was also the the final straw for uh adam uh silver and that's why they had the, the recent meeting or whatever and so the outcome of that meeting was that basically players can't rest on games that are um played on tv like major games like on tnt abc blah 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 espn major games. And so that's a starting point, but I think like we just need to get out of that culture of I'm gonna rest my players so we can be ready for the finals. Well first you got to get to the, the the playoffs or whatever the case may be and like I just, if I was in the NBA and let's not even talk about money, but I would just take like great pride in playing in the NBA, right? And so I would just be out there like, I would be out there like James Harden, like he said he was not resting and he just recently had to sit out a couple of games because of an injury to his wrist or whatever. But other than that, he said multiple times throughout the season that he was not going to sit down. Like he was about it, like, you know, like hard work. And so I commend him of course. So yeah, like, I'm definitely against resting players as a unit, like, the whole starting five, sitting out, I'm against that. I'm fine, like, you know, since this is a new culture that they have started, like, just rest here and there throughout the season or whatever, but not, like, just the whole squad. Like, that's not cool for people just paying their money, and that's the thing, like, we're giving our money to come see y'all, and then y'all decide to rest. Like, that's horrible, and so, also... Because we're talking about Golden State and Spurs and stuff, resting their players. Steph Curry, he still has the number one selling jersey in the NBA, which is pretty good. Like He's still out there getting his crazy numbers and crazy stats and all that goodness or whatever. And then as far as locally, James Harden, he's on the list, but he's down there at number 10. But he is still holding it down. So since I'm talking about James Harden, I want to bring up the current conversation, the popular conversation that's going on. Who is the MVP of the NBA this season? And there's multiple options, but if you're living in the world I'm living in, you would think that there's only two possible options because that's the only two possible options that they give us. They kind of threw in Isaiah um, Thomas um, from Boston, but still the narrative is always James Harden and Russell Westbrook, right? And so let's just talk through that. Let's just have a legit conversation about who should be the MVP this season. Now, what are the qualifications for being the MVP? Is it just, I'm gonna start off petty, out the gate. Is it just getting triple doubles every night? Is that the only qualification for being the MVP what other stats do you have to have on your resume for the season in order to be qualified to be named as the MVP of the NBA and so we see a lot of people going crazy over Russell Westbrook because he's broken the record of the most uh, triple doubles in a season right and you know, this is no shot at Russell Westbrook. I I commend him for what he's doing with the pieces that, that he has over at Oklahoma, right? And I definitely commend him for all these triple-doubles, Like right? You're putting in hard work. That definitely should not be negated on any level. But you cannot take James Harden out of the conversation, or you can't water it down and say they should have co-MVPs, like, Just have the balls enough to just say, we picked XYZ because of this reason and just stick to it. But then let's not go back through the years and say, this person was MVP because of all of these qualifications. And let's not just stick to the the thought of, well, let's give it to Russell Westbrook because he has all of these triple doubles, right? And... Even if I wasn't biased because I'm a, a Houston Rockets uh, fan, like just as a basketball fan, you have to look at the, the growth of James Harden. And people have even insulted this man by saying he should just get most in, improved player this season. I think like, yeah, that's definitely something that has happened. He's definitely improved, but... It's been such a a big improvement that he should get the the MVP award. And I I will dive a little deeper by saying he was close to to getting the MVP award when um, Steph Curry got it because he was just having great numbers. Like One thing about James Harden, he's going to get his stats, he's going to have great numbers and everything. And so he didn't get it that season. As a a Rockets fan, as a James Harden fan, like, I got it. I totally got it. I wasn't mad that Curry got it. Like, we played hard against them in the playoffs and everything. And that's another bad thing. Like, if we're going to say that you're the MVP for this season, for the regular season, everything needs to be based on the regular season, right? And so with them not naming the MVP, like, today or tomorrow, <laughs> they have time to, like, look at playoff games. And, you know, unfortunately, we're playing Oklahoma in the first round, right? And so Russell Westbrook, he has more time to, to plead his case, to, to stack his numbers as he plays against us to, to make him look like he really is the MVP, And the same thing goes for Harden as well. Like he has the opportunity to to stack his stats and whoop-de-whoop or whatever the case may be. But I just think it's not fair. Like, let's just call it out today. Like once the the last game is played today, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the teams that they're playing on. Let's look at the person. And let's just call call it tonight (laughs) in a perfect world, right? And let's just talk about, Westbrook first. Of course, he's dealing with a team that is incomplete. They're not gonna go deep into the playoffs. They're gonna be out the first round. I am predicting that the Houston Rockets will beat them in five or six games, right? I don't think it will be a sweep. Um, if I was really ballsy just based on how bad we beat them the last time we played them, I would say we would sweep them, but I know that's not true because I know that Russell Uh, Westbrook is hungry, so I'm not going to take that away from him. So I say five or six games and then, so yeah, he's, he's, he's going against this, you know, uphill battle with just him basically as a superstar and he's not going to get a championship this season, but he has great numbers. He has all these triple doubles. Cool. James Harden. He is on a team that has been uh, at the third seed probably 90% of this season, right? And that's based on hard work as a team, right? Last season, we barely got into the playoffs, right? I think we got in at the seventh seed or something if I'm going correctly off my memory. And so a complete improvement for the Rockets, right? Personally, as James Harden, right? Um, He's playing a little bit more defense. He's been moved to the point guard position, which has worked in his favor. He's gotten more assists, and he's gotten a lot of triple doubles. And so he's just, the ball movement is better. We still can count on him in times where we need him just to shoot the ball, and he's making better decisions. And that's something that, I feel like since he's grown in that way, he's such a team player. They get along. like He should get that award. And so that's my stance on that. And so, like I said, tonight is the the last night of the regular season. And then we go into the playoffs this weekend. And so I think pretty much the West is locked down. So I'm just going to run through the first round of the playoffs and so as of tonight we have the warriors versus portland my prediction prediction predictions for this is um i think the trailblazers they're going to give them the good college try i don't think they're going to let it be a run through this time they might get one game against uh golden state but unfortunately damian lillard does not have enough star power. And when I say star power, I don't necessarily mean like marquee players. It's just not enough over there. Just plain and simple. It's not enough players over there that can help him. And I think the matchup is just really bad for the Trailblazers. Like I just I don't think they have enough. And then with Kevin Durant being back, and he's just a certified killer. I am definitely scared that Kevin Durant is back and we'll probably have to face him and so i just don't see the trailblazers being the one being able to get rid of the um, the warriors or whatever i definitely wanted this narrative to be different i didn't want it to be the trailblazers somehow some way i wanted it to be new orleans so the warriors would have to go against the new twin towers of uh cousins and davis and so That didn't happen, so I'm a little sad that another team is not gonna be able to do our dirty work, basically, is what I'm saying. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in that regard. So next up, we have the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Now, the Grizzlies, they haven't had the best season. They started in the, the upper mid tier of the rankings and fell to the seventh slot or whatever. And they have injuries still going on this season, but somehow, some way, they still find a way to bang it out, to to win games and to be a presence in the NBA. So some people are saying that probably the Spurs are going to, to sweep the Grizzlies and I don't see that. Um, I see Memphis winning at least two games. Like, it might even go to six games. It might even go to six. Um, I don't see it going the, the whole seven. But I really think um, Memphis is really going to give the Spurs a hard time. Next up, we, pro- we just kind of just touched on this. The Rockets, um, Rockets versus the, the Oklahoma uh, Thunder. And, like I said, I think it's going to be the Rockets in five or six games. It's going to be a really good series to watch because – they are of course promoting it as the battle of the mvps which i think again is unfair so we have that next up we have the clippers and the jazz and i cannot stand the clippers at all as an organization the players like it's just like they have all these good players but they haven't gotten to the nba finals right and so it's just a waste of talent and we all know that At the end of the season, they're probably busting up that whole team unless they can get some people to come there. But either way, people are coming there and people are leaving. Like, that team is going to be different. And for some reason, I'm not going to say for some reason, it's because the Rockets have been better this season. The Clippers, they really haven't had our card. And so I think uh, Utah Jazz is going to take this series. And, yeah, I definitely think, like, people – I don't know, something about the Jazz. I just think they have what it takes to definitely beat the Clippers. The Clippers, they just seem so defeated. Um, You don't hear about Blake Griffin. You don't hear about DeAndre Jordan. Uh, You hear about J.J. Redick. You hear about Chris Paul on a good night. But you have all these good players, and you're not getting the championship. And I'm sorry, but it's not happening. (laughs) um so let's go on over to the east side of the conference and I don't know if this is able to change or not tonight but it doesn't look like it so I'm just going to run with how it is right now so if we start tonight it would be the Celtics and the Bulls and these are two teams that I really like in the east and I wasn't a big Bulls fan during the Jordan days I came after that um so yeah, I definitely I want Boston to win. And when I after I go through this, I'm gonna tell you my finals prediction. It's gonna be really crazy. But yeah, I think the the Celtics will. I say take it in five. Celtics in five. So after that, we have the Cavs and the Pacers. And I have something to say about the Cavs. More on the lines of LeBron James. Um, I think he's been giving us excuses like all season just in case they don't pan out, just in case the Cavs don't make it to the, the finals as predicted because the world is predicting Golden State and the Cavs again. It was so sad that the Warriors blew a 3 1 lead. Like that will never go away, y'all. Like it's always going to be there. And I called it like I had a bet with somebody. As soon as this series started, I feel like we had the conversation. And I said Cavs in seven, and I won that bet. So don't count out my skills as far as predicting. But, yeah, Um, Cavs and the Pacers, I think the Pacers will give them a hell of a run. I think they're a hungry team. Um, I don't know if they have enough to take them out. But I'm, I'm going to be a little gutsy and say Pacers in seven. You it might go to seven. Next up, we have Toronto and the Bucks. And I'm going to go with Toronto. Toronto in five. Uh, Wizards and the Hawks. I think this is going to be a really, really, really good series. But I think that um, the Wizards will pull this off. Because don't sleep on my boy, John Wall. Y'all been sleeping on John Wall for some seasons, and he's over here making things happen this season. So don't sleep on my boy. So yeah, so those are my predictions as far as the the first round. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put this in the atmosphere. You can laugh. Go ahead and leave comments or whatever you want to say in a perfect world, right? The Western Conference Finals will be Golden State and the Rockets again. And I say the Rockets will take it in seven. I think it will go seven. We'll have the Rockets coming out of the West, right? And then for the East, it's going to be Boston and the Cavs, right? And I say Boston will take it in six games. And so for your finals... (laughs) Going against the grain, I'm going to say the Rockets and Boston. And I say the Rockets will get their third championship that we desperately need for the city. So, yeah, I know I'm crazy, but whatever. So, after the the NBA Finals are over, like, what do you do if you play fantasy sports? Like, what are we going to do when basketball is over and we have to wait until... Preseason football because I do the preseason football and fantasy. I'm gonna get my coin somehow. So what do you do? Like I'm already sad right now thinking about it or whatever. I don't do fantasy um, bets during the NBA playoffs or whatever. Like so I have nothing literally right now. So I'm I'm really really sad. So I don't know. So. A segment that I want to introduce to the show. I've seen some some um, talk shows do it or whatever, and it's the one has to go. One got to go. And so which player has to go from this list? I have six players that I'm going to name, and I'm going to get rid of one, right? And so I only can have five. And so first up is Isaiah Thomas, and he's been balling over at, at Boston. That's why they're number one in the east, so put some respect on his name, like Isaiah Thomas, Damian Lillard. He can ball and he can give you bars. Um, but it's just not enough. One person really can't do it at Portland, so they really need to bring some players over there so they can have a, a superstar team, the same team that beat us that season with one shot. Yeah. I just spaced out a little bit. I still be in my feelings over that shot. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. <laughs> John Wall doing amazing things for the Wizards. Um, Kyrie Irving. like I think you have to give him his props. Like He's been really, 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 really consistent over at the Cavs or whatever. So you have to bring him into that conversation, right? Russell Westbrook, of course, for the obvious reasons. He's been balling out of control, and then, of course, Steph Curry. you got to bring him into the conversation because he's still been consistent, right? And so, for me, after naming all the names, I think I'm going to have to get rid of Damian Lillard this time. I think um, maybe next season he could stay on the list, but I'm going to go ahead and get rid of him. So, let me know what y'all think. As far as this list right here, who would you get rid of and why? Leave it in the comments or you can email me at oh, ou.ballon at gmail.com and just give me some feedback. So yeah, so that brings me to the end of this special episode. And I just, I thank y'all so much for going with me on this journey. So hopefully everything goes right with Apple I'll have four episodes dropping on Friday the 14th. This is episode number two. Follow me on IG, oh, you thought Fallon. Follow me on Twitter, pretty and Smart. And the and is just an N, pretty and smart81. And then you can email me, and then I'll read your, your emails or answer your questions at oh, OuthoughtFallon at gmail.com. You can visit my website, oh, OUthoughtFallon.com. And yeah, just remember to glow up. Bless up. Stay prayed up and hold it down. Hold it down.